there is no way you're gonna make a way If you 
Good morning, everybody. I hope everybody had has had a good start to your morning. Sorry about being late this morning. Um, had some technical difficulties this time. It was not actually related to Podbeam or my laptop, but instead a little furry, cute, adorable pup that was being feisty this morning. Um, so it's Thursday. August 24th in the year of our Lord, 2023, and you're listening to Sister on Scripture. Today we're continuing in... Oh, sorry, I was reading chat. AK-21 said he was about to post Scott's Ezekiel 34-1 reference, and he got my my post for the show. Yeah, we're um, we're in Ezekiel. And today we pick up on chapter 11. We left off with 10 on Monday. So we're going to pick up on 11 today. So you've caught us just in time, AK. And thank you, Tim, for sharing the Buy Me a Coffee link. Um, Buy Me a Coffee turns out to have better um, conversion than what Podbean does on the beans. And it's a weekly kind of payout, not monthly like Podbean does. Um, Podbean, you have to have a certain amount, and then it will pay out a tenth of the month. Um, and you got to have at least $20, which is 2000 of the pod points. So I got to looking into Buy Me a Coffee. It's totally optional, guys. Tam did put the link in there, and I appreciate that. Um, it's just something that I did to... Um, for anybody that wanted, I'd had lots of people that have wanted to, you know, send me either the pod beans or donate or whatever. And so that was the best method I could come up with. So if you want to, it's there. It's also down below the show description, um, for the channel, the channel description. It's in there. I had to put it in there so that way they would even approve it. Um, but that's that. So let's dive in to some scripture, guys. I'm going to be reading out of the NASB 1977 edition and chapter 11, Evil Rulers to be Judged. We will bounce back and forth on a couple of scriptures, um, this morning, but I will list them in the show as well in the comments, um, or description. So that way you don't have to, you know, rush or whatever to find it. Moreover, the Spirit lifted me up and brought me to the east gate of the Lord's house, which faced eastward. And behold, there were 25 men at the entrance of the gate, and among them I saw Jazaniah, son of Azur, and Pelatiah, son of Maniah, leaders of the people. Sorry, I was wanting to slow down on those words to pronounce them right. And he said to me, Son of man, these are the men who devise inequity and give evil advice in this city. Who say, Is not the time near to build houses? This city is the pot, and we are the flesh. Therefore, prophesy against them, son of man, prophesy. 
Then the Spirit of the Lord fell upon me, and he said to me, Say, Thus says the Lord, So you think, house of Israel, for I know your thoughts. You have multiplied your slain in this city, filling its streets with them. Therefore, thus says the Lord God, your slain, whom you have laid in the midst of the city, are the flesh. And this city is the pot, but I shall bring you out of it. You have feared a sword, so I will bring a sword upon you, the Lord declares. And I shall bring you out of the midst of the city, and I shall deliver you into the hands of strangers and execute judgments against you. You will fall by the sword. I shall judge you to the border of Israel, so you shall know that I am the Lord. This city will not be a pot for you, nor will you be flesh in the midst of it, but I shall judge you to the border of Israel. Thus you will know that I am the Lord, for you have not walked in my statutes, nor have you executed my ordinances, but have acted according to the ordinances of the nations around you. Now it came about, as I prophesied, that Pelatea, son of Bezaniah, died. Benaiah, sorry, not Beza, Benaiah. Then I fell on my face and cried out loud, or cried out with a loud voice and said, Alas, Lord God, wilt thou bring the remnant of Israel to a complete end? Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, your brothers, your relatives, your fellow exiles, and the whole house of Israel, all of them, are those to whom the inhabitants of Jerusalem have said, Go far from the Lord. This land has been given to us as a possession. And that's something that I really enjoyed um, hearing about. Just side note, the gentleman that is um, allowing us to host Bards Fest in Kentucky, the man that owns the, um, the farm, Bill Rowe, he had said that he just takes care of the land. I'm, I'm not quoting him exactly. So, um, but it was like, you know, he had said how he is just the steward of the land. It doesn't belong to him. It belongs to God. And if y'all recall, when we were discussing it, I believe in Exodus, or Leviticus 1, where, um, you know, every seven years, you know, the tribulation, or not tribulation, the jubilee, every seven years, the land would return back. Nobody possessed any land. I mean, they would, they would steward it. For a time, but that was it. God owns the land. This is his. He created it. I didn't create none of this land. I don't know of any person on this earth that's alive right now that created any of the land. So it's not ours. It's his. Therefore, say, thus says the Lord God, though I had removed them far away from a 
far away among the nations, and though I had scattered them among the countries, yet I was a sanctuary for them a little while in the countries where they had gone. You know, Satan is the ruler of the the world. God is the ruler over the heavens. And that's why we're not of this world. When we're reborn, we're reborn in Christ. We our, our fleshly body dies. And we become this new person, this new being that lives for Christ. And the people at that time, you know, when he scattered them, the sins were also scattered. The the bad intents, you know, he was, God was taking care of them. You know, they were not being able to just run rampant. Kind of like liberals now, you know, if you think about it. Think about sin like the liberals. They just are everywhere. And so people were, you know, following his commands and doing what he said. But then, you know, the evil started creeping in, and one by one, they gave in to fleshly desires. That's why it's so important to acknowledge that we, though we're not of this world, we're in this world, we still battle with fleshly, flesh desires. I was making up a new word there with our desires of the flesh, you know, and so we have to be not only accountable, but we have to be self-aware. So that way, whenever you start to kind of backslide, you can correct. And also as disciples of Christ, we are to help our brothers and sisters when they are sinning to help them come out of that sin. You know, we discussed on Monday about how, I think we discussed it on Monday. It may have been something I was listening to. But how if we were given that task, I think I discussed it on my on the show that I did that uploaded yesterday, the unscripted show. So if y'all haven't listened to it, it's about his purpose. But God... God created us each in his own image of the way he wanted us. And we will not reach our full potential if we know him, we know his word, and we don't go spread his word to those who don't have it, those that don't, that, that need it. We have to be able to grow and discuss as adults and respectfully and help disciple. We we have to be more accountable. You know, so many Christians, Scott talks about the pew marshmallows. And we, we can't sit by idle anymore. We thought that we were doing, or I thought that I was doing the correct thing according to the Lord by, by trying to say, well, if somebody's gay, that's on them. That's their choice. It, it, it is, yes. But because I know the Lord and I know the sin, I'm also called to help them and keep helping them and keep helping them. 
we can't just sweep it under the rug. With the transgender, look what's going on with our children now. We have drag shows, people, adults stripping down naked in front of children. Parades where they're, you know, men are going around. And I know, you know, with as you get older, things sag and 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 droop and but you know a 70 something year old man should not have his penis no matter what it looks like hanging out in the streets that used to be you know something called indecent exposure but now it it's sick now it's held by the evil ones as something good and that came about because we sat by as Christians and allowed it. We didn't speak up loud enough. Even those of us that did try to help and speak out, I feel like there was more that we could have done. I feel like, like we sat there and, and not just, you know, allowed it willingly, like, oh, hey, come on in. But, we were of this mind that as Christians, we aren't to, you know, we don't judge. God's the ultimate judger. Yes, he is the ultimate judger. But we also need to be not judgmental, but let them know if they're sinning. Sometimes somebody may not know. They may not know the Bible like we do. Or even if they do, you know, sin has a way of, of working into your life and like AK said it's a daily battle with the flesh so maybe they're having a bad day but it's our responsibility to at least call out the sin and address it okay um Ezekiel eleven seventeen. Therefore, say, thus says the Lord God, I shall gather you from the peoples and assemble you out of the countries among with which, among which you have been scattered, and I shall give you the land of Israel. When they come there, they will remove all its detestable things and its abominations from it. And I shall give them one heart and shall put a new spirit within them. And I shall take the heart of stone out of their flesh and give them a heart of flesh. And what that means, what, that, what I think that means is God's giving them a tender heart where they have compassion. That they may walk in my statutes and keep my ordinances and do them. That's the important part there. Note that one word. And do them. I'm going to reread that one just, just to let it go on. Drive it home. And I shall give them one heart and shall put a new spirit within them. And I shall take the heart of stone out of their flesh and give them a heart of flesh that they may walk in my statutes and keep my ordinances and do them. Then 
then they will be my people and I shall be their God. One of the members, when I first started this show, back when it was still on Telegram, I think we were in Genesis. And I don't recall who it was, but they did help me because when you get an if, then, like if this, then that, in the Bible, that's where, you know, God is really reiterating a point. He's trying to bring a point across strongly. And so this if and then, and do them, then they will be my people. So if they actually do them, his ordinances, they follow the ordinances, they they follow his statutes and they keep them, then that's how they could get into heaven. But thanks to Jesus coming in the flesh as man, we were able, he, he took the sin for all. And we just, we have to repent. That doesn't give you a, a free, get out of sin free card. You know, this isn't Monopoly. If you see it, repent. But that doesn't mean you just, okay, well, I can repent and keep doing it. It doesn't work that way. 21. But, but as for those whose hearts go after the, their detestable things and abominations, I shall bring their conduct down on their heads, declares the Lord God. Then the cherubim lifted up their wings with the wheels beside them and the glory of the God of Israel hovered over them. And the glory of the Lord went up and from the midst of the city and stood over the mountain which is east of the city. And the spirit lifted me up and brought me, brought me in a vision by the spirit of God to the exiles in Chaldea. So the vision that I had seen left me. So it's like he was picked up in Jerusalem and then dropped off in Babylon, which is kind of like modern Iraq. It's about 55, 57 miles south of Baghdad today. Then I told the exiles all the things that the Lord had showed me. God gave Ezekiel wisdom to share with everyone then. All right, we're going to go ahead and read 12, and then we'll stop at 12 today. Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, you live in the midst of the rebellious house, who have eyes to see, but do not see, ears to hear, but do not hear, for they are a rebellious house. Therefore, son of man, prepare for yourself baggage for exile, and go into exile by day in their sight. So God's telling them, hey, get your bug out back. 
Get your bug out bag. You're going into exile. Perhaps they will understand, though they are a rebellious house, and bring your baggage out by day in their sight as baggage for exile. Then you will go out at evening in their sight as those going into exile. Dig a hole through the wall in their sight and go out through it. Load the baggage on your shoulder in their sight and carry it out in the dark. You shall cover your face so that you cannot see the land. For I have set you as a sign to the house of Israel. That that he's talking about here. On you shall cover your face so that you cannot see the land. Nebuchadnezzar is going to blind them. And so God's telling him, hey, you need to cover your eyes. And I did, so as I had been commanded, by day I brought out my baggage like the baggage of an exile. Then in the evening I dug through the wall with my hands. I went out in the dark and carried the baggage on my shoulder in their sight. And in the morning the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, has not the house of Israel, the rebellious house, said to you, What are you doing? Say to them, thus says the Lord God, this burden concerns the prince in Jerusalem as well as the house of Israel who are in it. Just one second. Sorry, guys. I heard a loud sound. I don't know what it must have been. Pecans. Pecans are dropping. So are walnuts. And they hit the roof and they make a little sound. Twelve ten. Say to them, Thus says the Lord God, This burden concerns the prince in Jerusalem as well as all the house of Israel who are in it. Say, I am a sign to you, as I have done, so it will be done to them. They will go into exile, into captivity. Oh, that's interesting. AK-21, um, one of our brothers, he said not to distract, but I was studying with a brother one time who suggested to search scriptures, scripture for action words in the verse. Try it sometime. The result's pretty awesome. I'll have to do that. Thank you. Okay. Twelve, twelve. Oh no, I did read twelve, twelve already. We're gonna read it again. And the prince who is among them will load his baggage on his shoulder in the dark and go out. They will dig a hole through the wall to bring it out. 
he will cover his face so that he cannot see the land with his eyes. I shall also spread my net over him, and he will be caught in my snare, and I shall bring him to Babylon in the land of the Chaldeans. Yet he will not see it, though he will die there. And I shall scatter to every wind all who are around him, his helpers and all his troops. I shall draw out a sword after them. So they will know that I am the Lord when I scatter them among the nations and spread them among the countries. But I shall spare a few of them from the sword, the famine, and the pestilence, that they may tell all their abominations among the nations where they go and may know that I am the Lord. All right, I'm flipping back to Jeremiah. Jeremiah 39, specifically. We're going to read verse 1 through 10. Because Ezekiel had prophesied all that from Babylon before it happened that was going on. That that he's prophesizing is already, you know, it's going on and, and Jeremiah is talking about it. Now it came about when Jerusalem was captured in the ninth year of Zedekiah, king of Judah, in the tenth month, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, and all his army came to Jerusalem and laid siege to it. In the eleventh year of Zedekiah, in the fourth month, in the ninth day of the month, the city wall was breached. Then all the officials of the king of Babylon came in and sat down at the middle gate, Nergal Sarezer. These are going to be fun. Semgarnebu Sarsakim. The Rapsaris. Nergal Sarazar. The Rabmag. And all the rest of the officials of the king of Babylon. And it came about when Zedekiah, the king of Judah, and all the men of war saw them that they had fled and went out of the city at night by way of the king's garden through the gate between the two walls, and he went out toward Arabah. But the army of the Chaldeans pursued them and overtook Zedekiah in the plains of Jericho. And they seized him and brought him up to Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, at Riblah in the land of Hamath, and he passed sentence on him. Then the king of Babylon slew the sons of Zedekiah before his eyes at Riblah. The king of Babylon also slew all the nobles of Judah. He then blinded Zedekiah's eyes and bound him in fetters of bronze to bring him to Babylon. The Chaldeans also burned with fire the king's palace and the houses of the people, and they broke down the walls of Jerusalem. And as for the rest of the people who were left in the city, the deserters who had gone over to him, and the rest of the people who remained, Nebuzaradan, the captain of the bodyguard, carried them into exile in Babylon. But some of the poorest people who had nothing, Nebuzaradan, the captain of the bodyguard, left behind in the land of Judah, 
and gave them vineyards and fields at that time. Uh, Ezekiel 12, 17. Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, eat your bread with trembling and drink your water with quivering and anxiety. Then say to the people of the land, Thus says the Lord God concerning the inhabitants of Jerusalem in the land of Israel, they will eat their bread with anxiety and drink their water with horror because their land will be stripped of its fullness on account of the violence of all who live in it. And the inhabited cities will be laid waste and the land will be a desolation so you will know that I am the Lord. Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, what is this proverb you people have concerning the land of Israel? Saying, The days are long, and every vision fails. Therefore say to them, Thus says the Lord God, I will make this proverb cease, so that they will no longer use it as a proverb in Israel. But tell them, the days draw near as well as the fulfillment of every vision. For there will no longer be any false vision or flattering divination within the house of Israel. For I, the Lord, shall speak, and whatever word I speak will be performed. It will no longer be delayed, for in your days, O rebellious house, I shall speak the word and perform it, declares the Lord God. Israel's proverb that God changed to one of his own was a challenge to the credibility of the visions he had sent. Peter encountered scoffers of the same kind as he dealt with the problem of the delay of Jesus' second coming. 2 Peter 3, 3-4. through 4. I'm going to read that. Know, know this, first of all, that in the last days, mockers will come with their mocking, following after their own lust, and saying, Where is the promise of his coming? For ever since the fathers fell asleep, all continues just as it was from the beginning of creation. I'll put both of those in the... Show notes when I upload it. Back to Ezekiel twelve twenty six. Furthermore, the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, behold, the house of Israel is saying, The vision that he sees is for many years from now, and he prophesies, uh, t- prophesies, of times far off therefore say to them thus says the lord god none of my words will be delayed any longer whatever word i speak will be performed 
declares the Lord God. And that, my friends, is where we're going to stop for today. On Monday, we'll pick up chapter 13, where the false prophets are condemned. Um, I wanted to see, though, uh, if we got any prayer requests. We'll go ahead and take those now. I'm just going to find some music to play so that way we're not sitting in silence. Trying to find a shorter one. How about, um, let's have some Ann Wilson, my Jesus. That's three minutes and 38 seconds. When that goes, when that finishes, we'll do our prayer. Are you past the point of weary? Is your burden weighing heavy? Is it all too much to carry? Let me tell you about my Jesus. Do you feel that empty feeling? Cause shame's done all it's stealing. And you're desperate for some healing. Let me tell you about my Jesus. He makes a way where there ain't no way Rises up from an empty grave Ain't no sinner that he can save Let me tell you about my Jesus His love is strong and his grace is free And the good news is I know that he Can do for you what he's done for me Let me tell you about my Jesus And let my Jesus change your life So the past will disappear oh, Let me tell you about my Jesus And all the wrong turns that you would Going on to if you could You can work it all for your good Let me tell you about my Jesus He makes a way where there ain't no way Rises up from an empty grave Ain't no sinner that he can save Let me tell you about about my Jesus oh he makes a way where the rain
Okay. Y'all, Beth just has me giggling over here. Uh, we're going to pray, pray for you, Beth. She said, Lord, I'm feeling like Job today. I pray for acceptance and patience. You know, if I pray for strength, I may need bell money too. Lord, let me keep my sense of humor, though sometimes it may be inappropriate. It helps get me by. Honey, humor does. It, it helps get so many by. It, it, it's we we have to have laughter, you know. And you saw a picture of baby Alice. That's awesome. Girl, I can relate to that on the praying for strength and probably gonna need bell money because yeah. Oh, Emily, I'm sorry about Anna. That was your um your pastor's mom, right? Okay, that's what I thought. I'm sorry, honey. All right, let's go into some prayer. Do we have any other prayer requests? Going once. Going twice. All right, we're going to go into some prayer. Y'all ready? Buckle up. Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you, thank you for giving us this space to be able to have fellowship with one another, to discuss your living word, and to grow closer in our walk with you, Father. It's just a wonderful blessing that you've given us. Thank you, Father, for, for waking us up today. And I pray that you show us each our purpose that you have for us today. Um, we know each day is a gift and should not be taken for granted. So, Father, please just guide us and direct us on what you want us to do today, what, what the task at hand is. Father, we, we lift up prayers for several, several people today. Um, we'll start with Emily's pastor's mom who, who met you and went home to you. Father, I just pray for her pastor and his family as they are mourning the loss of not only um, uh, the patriarch of a family, but a nurturer. Um, mothers are nurturers. They they raise the family and and feed and, and tend to. And it's always sad um, when we lose someone like that. So, Father, I just pray for for your comfort to the family and and that they may feel peace during this time of loss and mourning. And Father, for the, the, the people of Lahanya, Lahana, I don't know, I'm not saying it right, Father, but you know my heart and you know I want to. 
for all of the people that are gone, that are missing, dead, the children, the parents who were just at work trying to provide while their children were at home. Father, we just, we pray for for more people to be able to be reunited. And for all the people that that lost so, so very much, Father, I pray for the, the resources for them. I pray that FEMA and our government steps up and helps our people first before sending another billion-dollar package to Ukraine. It's sad when people of our own country don't have food, shelter, and water. Three of the basic needs a person has to have. But yet they send billions to Ukraine or even attach that on to to giving the people $700. And, and they held it hostage. Father, they held that package aid for Hawaii and for Maui. They held that hostage to get more money for Ukraine. And Father, we know that's not right. So I pray for your hand to deliver justice on those. Swift justice for them to be held accountable, Father, for their actions because it is unfair what they are doing. And we know you're a just God. So, Father, we, we put our faith in you and know that you alone will deal with this. Father, for our sister Mary, who's still not feeling well, I pray for, for healing for her, for restoral of her body to be made all well. Mary's a wonderful sister that, that goes out and lifts up so many others when they're either down or, or needing prayer. She's faithfully praying for and with so many. So, Father, we ask that you heal her. And for Tim and Central Texas, the drought that they're experiencing right now is is unimaginable. Farmers are, are losing crops. Their wells are drying up. The land is, is becoming desolate, just like what we are reading in Ezekiel, Father. So please bring some rain to your people. Bring Bring a good rain, not that fast flooding rain, but a good soul-drenching rain, Father. For our sister Beth, Father, she's she's needing some some help, Father, from you for for acceptance and patience. Father, Whatever she's needing acceptance and patience for, you know what it is. And so, Father, we just lift her up to you. We lift our sister Beth to you and ask that you give her the that acceptance that she's seeking and the patience that she's seeking. And, and also, Lord, if you will keep her humor, because that is so important. It's so important for us to be able to, to have that laughter and joy even when times are 
are tough, especially when times are tough. When sometimes things like, like she said, she felt like Job, where Job was just constantly having one bad thing after another happen. But he still stayed faithful to you, Father, just like our sister Beth is. So, so Father, give her relief of that. Give her relief of these burdens that that's holding her back and and give her that acceptance and patience she's needing. Father, uh, we, we praise you as well that she got to see, Beth got to see a picture of baby Alice, which was amazing. Um, we, we thank you for that, Father. And for Amy, AK's four-year-old granddaughter, who's still safe with them right now. Father, thank you for that blessing. Thank you for all the blessings you've given us. Thank you for the ability for us to even be able to read your living word, to be able to be fulfilled on those scriptures, to not live by just bread alone, like Jesus said, but to, to be full in your word. Father, thank you for that. Thank you for, for Jesus' blood that gives me eternal salvation. That is such a great blessing and a sacrifice that I will never be able to earn or repay. But by the mercy and the grace you've granted, we, I am able to have that salvation. So thank you, Father, for that. Thank you for my health and and just being able to be here for the days that you've allowed me to wake up pain-free, Father, I thank you for that. That's an amazing thing. For our brother Jeff, we just lift him up in prayer to you, Father. And for Insidious, his wife, that she may be able to continue to, to keep the family held up strong. And, and Father, um, for our sister Jennifer Renee as she's going out and preparing a, a school for your children, Father. We just lift her up, and we lift up um, Duncan and Raina. And I pray that her trip is safe Saturday as her and Duncan are reunited and finally get to start their life together. For our sister, Lorad, who's traveling to visit family. I pray that she has safe travels, that Gary is safe on the road as well. And any of those that are, are traveling, I just, I pray for their safety, um, that people that they come in contact with, they'll be able to, to share the message of God, um, that one word that they speak, maybe that one word that somebody needs to hear to connect, to click, and, and finally seek your face. Father, for all the days that you give us, we just thank you for them. And we pray that you use us to fulfill whatever it is that you need from us, that, that your will be done. Thank you, Father, for today and every day. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.
Well, guys, thank you all for spending this hour with me. I know we started a little bit late, but I appreciate you being patient and joining in. I'll be back on Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. We'll pick back up in Ezekiel with Chapter 13. Um, as far as today's schedule, at 4 o'clock we've got Bended Knee. At 5 is Brighteon, um, dot TV. We've got Conley at 8. Bards FM at 9. Kilta Christian at 10.30. And wrapping it all up with Fishers of Men at midnight. You guys have a wonderful, blessed day. And I'll see you guys online. Love you all. This goes out to every outcast, to the just don't quite fit in. Every wrong way, runaway rebel, so ashamed of where you've been. This goes out to every searcher, trying to fill that empty space. Well, your searching days are over now, everything's about to change. Come and join the Jesus people. This is where you all belong.